When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to History Tea Time. I'm Lindsay Holiday, and I'm spilling the tea on history. Today's episode is a double header of both the shortest and longest reigns in royal history. I created the Shortest Reigns episode back in 2020, and I was fascinated by how these monarchs were ousted so quickly. But a reign of only 20 minutes still counts, and will still get you in the history books. The Longest Reigns video I created to coincide with Queen Elizabeth II of the UK and Commonwealth's anniversary of 70 years on the throne, which occurred on February 6, 2022. And now, without further ado, the shortest royal reigns in history. It's not easy at the top, and for these monarchs, their time at the peak of power was brutally brief. From a queen who ruled for three months to a king who reigned for just 20 minutes, their rises to and sudden falls from power were fascinating. In order of length from longest to shortest, here are seven rulers with some of the fastest reigns known to history. Don't blink or you'll miss them. Berengaria of Castile was queen for just under three months. She was the eldest daughter of King Alfonso VIII of Castile and through her mother, Eleanor of England, was a granddaughter of Eleanor of Aquitaine. She inherited much of her grandmother's wit and strong will. She married her cousin, Alfonso IX of Lyon, the neighboring kingdom. The pair had five children together, but after seven years of marriage, the Pope declared their union invalid on the grounds of consanguinity. The couple wanted to stay together and offered a large sum of money for a papal dispensation, but were refused. They were able to secure the legitimacy of their children, however. Berengaria returned to Castile and raised her children there. In 1214, her father died, leaving the throne of Castile to his only surviving son, 10-year-old Henry I. His wise older sister, Berengaria, now 35, was heir apparent and acted as his regent. On June 6, 1217, the now 13-year-old king was killed in a freak accident. While playing with other children, a tile fell from the roof and struck him in the head. Berengaria was now Queen of Castile, but she knew that her position as a female monarch was precarious. Her ex-husband was her biggest threat, as he was Henry I's closest living male relative and could claim the throne from her. 
she kept her brother's death a secret and wrote to Alfonso requesting that their eldest son, 18-year-old Ferdinand, come to her for a visit. Once her son was with her, she abdicated the throne of Castile and gave it to him on August 31st. By sacrificing her own claim, she secured the throne for her child, now King Ferdinand III. In 1230, when his father died, Ferdinand became king of Leon as well as Castile and united the two kingdoms. His mother remained his closest advisor for the rest of her life and lived to the age of 66. Emperor Taichung ruled China for just 29 days and was the shortest reigning monarch of the Ming Dynasty. He was born Zahu Chonglo, the eldest son of Emperor Wanli, by a palace servant, Lady Wang. When it was discovered that Lady Wang was pregnant by the 20-year-old emperor, his mother persuaded him to make the young servant woman a royal concubine. But she was never a favorite of the emperor, and her son was ignored by his father. Wanlai openly preferred his younger son, Zehu Chongxin, born to his favorite consort, Lady Zehong. His ministers insisted that he adhere to dynastic tradition and name his eldest son heir, and he was finally forced to do so. But this didn't end the intrigues. A madman armed only with a wooden staff managed to drive away palace guards and enter Prince Chonglo's private quarters. When he was captured and interrogated, it was discovered that Lady Zehong was behind the plot on the heir's life. On August 18, 1620, Emperor Wan Lai died, and 10 days later, Zahu Chanlo was declared emperor and chose the name Tai Chang, meaning Grand Prosperity. His reign began promisingly enough. He abolished unpopular taxes, paid the army, and filled many posts left vacant by his father. Lady Zehong, magnanimous in defeat, presented the new emperor with eight maidens. Ten days into his reign, he fell terribly ill due to excessive sexual indulgence. A courtier recommended the emperor might feel better if he took a potion, which ended up bringing on a dangerous bout of diarrhea. Celebrations for his 38th birthday had to be canceled. Another courtier offered Tai Chang a red pill, which made him feel much better. So he took another red pill and was found dead the next morning. The death of an emperor who seemed to be in good health within the span of a month sent shockwaves through China. The case of the red pills and exactly what was in them was a great controversy. His father's body was still lying in state when Tai Chang was laid out too. He was succeeded by his son, 15-year-old Emperor Tianqi. Napoleon II was Emperor of France for just 16 days. He was the only legitimate son of Napoleon Bonaparte with his second wife, Marie-Louise of Austria. At his birth, his dynastically-minded father named him King of Rome, one of his many conquests. Little Napoleon was just four when his father was defeated at the Battle of Waterloo on June 22, 1815. The emperor was forced to abdicate and died imprisoned on the island of St. Helena six years later. He never saw his son again. Upon the father's abdication, the son became Emperor Napoleon II. Sixteen days later, the French government, exhausted from living under Bonaparte rule, offered the throne to Louis XVIII, brother of the late king Louis XVI, who had lost his head in the revolution. The deposed child emperor escaped with his mother to the court of her father, Francis II, Holy Roman Emperor. 
From an early age, the young Napoleon showed a talent and enthusiasm for the military. He dressed in a miniature uniform like his father's and performed maneuvers in the palace. The monarchs of Europe were very nervous about the prospect of another Bonaparte in the military, so his Austrian family held him back, frustrating the young man. But whether or not he might have gone on to reclaim his throne and conquer Europe like his father would never be known. He died of pneumonia in 1832 at the age of 21. His claim to the throne of France passed to his cousin, Louis-Napoleon Bonaparte, who, in 1852, successfully restored the empire as Napoleon III. Pope Urban VII was pontiff for only 12 days. He was born Giovanni Battista Castagna to a prominent family of Genoa. He studied at universities across Italy and was considered to have a great intellect. He was elected on September 15, 1590, following the death of Pope Sixtus V. During his brief time warming the throne of St. Peter, he was known for his love of the poor. He subsidized Roman bakers and restricted spending on luxury items for members of his court. He also enacted the world's first known smoking ban by threatening to excommunicate anyone who took tobacco inside the church. He died of malaria on September 27th at the age of 69 and was replaced by Pope Gregory XIV. Jane of England is known as the Nine Days Queen. She was the granddaughter of Henry VIII's younger sister Mary, the Queen of France. Her cousin Edward VI was Henry VIII's one and only longed-for son. He became king at the age of nine, but was a sickly boy. He was staunchly Protestant and lived in fear that his heir, his older sister Mary, would return the country to Catholicism. At 15, King Edward fell fatally ill with tuberculosis, and he and his council drew up a new succession plan, naming his cousin Lady Jane Grey as his heir. Jane had an outstanding humanist education and was a dedicated Protestant. Upon hearing that she would be queen, she fainted. On July 6th, Edward died, and on July 10th, Jane was declared the second queen regnant in English history. She was brought to the Tower of London to await her coronation. But the council's scheme to swap out Jane for Mary was doomed from the start. Mary was very popular with the people, and they felt they'd been duped. Mary easily raised an army, marched to London, and ended Jane's reign on July 19, 1553. The men who had put Jane in this dangerous position saw the writing on the wall and abandoned her to save their own skins. Her own father arrested her. Jane and her husband Dudley were now held prisoner in the Tower of London. Mary, now queen, recognized that Jane had been a political pawn and did not wish to execute her cousin. But when a rebellion in Jane's favor frightened Mary's betrothed, Philip II of Spain, from coming to England, Mary signed the death warrant, and the 16-year-old Nine Days Queen lost her head. Louis XIX of France was king for just 20 minutes. He was born Louis Antoine at Versailles in 1775 and was the eldest son of Charles Philippe, King Louis XVI's youngest brother. When Louis Antoine was 14, the French Revolution broke out and he and his family went into exile in Italy, Germany, and England. In 1793, Louis XVI met his end by Madame Guillotine. 
His son, Louis Charles, was not recognized as king by the revolutionary government, but in the eyes of royalists, he became King Louis XVII. Tragically, he died in prison of illness at the age of 10, two years after his father's death. Louis Charles's uncle then proclaimed himself King Louis XVIII. The now 20-year-old Louis Antoine led a royalist uprising but was defeated. He joined the Bavarian army to further fight against his former countrymen who he believed had betrayed his family. At 24, he married his first cousin, Princess Marie Therese, the eldest and only surviving child of Louis XVI and Marie Antoinette. The couple moved from court to court around Europe, along with the king in exile, staying with whoever would have them depending on the political climate. Napoleon Bonaparte's meteoric rise to power as Emperor of France further complicated their position. Following Napoleon's final defeat at Waterloo in 1815, Louis XVIII was restored to what he considered his rightful place as King of France. He ruled for nine years and died childless at the age of 68. His brother, Louis Antoine's father, was next in line and became King Charles X. Louis Antoine, now Dauphin and heir apparent, supported his father's purging of former revolutionaries and supporters of Napoleon. This caused outrage, and in July 1830, armed demonstrators flooded the streets of Paris to protest the king and his son. Le Miserable, anyone? On August 2nd, Charles X was forced to sign abdication papers. This made Louis-Antoine King Louis XIX for 20 minutes until he was forced to sign his own abdication. He spent his minuscule reign listening to his wife beg him not to sign and his father weeping. But sign he did in favor of his cousin, now Henry V. His reign lasted a mere seven days, but is usually not counted. On August 9th, the National Assembly proclaimed their own choice for king, Louis-Philippe I, and he stuck around for 17 years. Louis-Antoine, Marie-Thérèse, and the former King Charles X once again hit the road. The King of France, with the shortest reign of all time, died at 69 and is buried in Slovenia. Honorable Mention Luis Felipe of Portugal was the eldest son and heir of King Carlos I of Portugal. He served as regent while his father was out of the country and was the first member of the Portuguese royal family to visit their colonies in Africa. When the prince was 20, negotiations for his marriage to Princess Patricia of Connaught, granddaughter of Queen Victoria of the United Kingdom, were underway. On February 1, 1908, Luis Felipe, his father, mother, and younger brother Manuel were returning to Lisbon from a winter hunting trip in the countryside. They were traveling in an open carriage when five shots were fired at them by two Republican assassins. King Carlos was killed instantly. Luis Felipe stood and attempted to draw his revolver to return fire but was struck in the chest. Prince Manuel was shot in the arm. Only Queen Amélie escaped physical injury. The two assassins were killed on the spot by police and royal bodyguards, and an innocent bystander was killed in the confusion. The royal carriage raced into the nearby Navy arsenal, where 20 minutes later, Prince Luis Felipe succumbed to his wounds. 
Had automatic ascension to the throne been the law in Portugal, the 20 minutes that elapsed between King Carlos's death and his sons would have made Luis Felipe King Luis II and one of the shortest reigning monarchs in history. Instead, his brother was declared King Manuel II a few days later. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Have you ever wondered what really happened to Amelia Earhart or the lost colony of Roanoke? Do you ever find yourself scouring the internet for vicious Victorians and their murders by gaslight? Or perhaps you're just sick and tired of women being constantly misrepresented or plain lied about throughout history. If so, join me, Katie Charlwood, history harlot and reader of books on Who Did What Now? The history podcast that's not your history class part of the Area of Media Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Adios, au revoir, au revoir de zen, my friends. Bye-bye. I'll be seeing you. Ten Longest Reigning Monarchs in History February 6, 2022 marks the 70th anniversary of Queen Elizabeth II's ascension as Queen of the United Kingdom and Commonwealth realms. Four out of five Britons were not alive before Elizabeth was Queen. She is the longest reigning monarch in British history, having surpassed the 63-year record of her great-grandmother, Queen Victoria, in 2015. But she is not yet the longest reigning monarch in the world. Let's take a look at the monarchs with the 10 longest reigns in history, whose combination of inheriting young and living a long life have led to some impressive tenures. I will count all monarchs of sovereign states with historically verifiable reigns and count the total time they were on the throne, including years that they were children and had regents ruling in their name. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? 
Well, of course, you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. Yeah. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. I'm Helena Bonham Carter, and for BBC Radio 4, this is History's Secret Heroes a new series of rarely heard tales from World War II. They had no idea that she was Britain's top female codebreaker. We'll hear of daring risk-takers. What she was offering to do was to ski in over the high Carpathian mountains. Of course it was dangerous, but uh, danger was his friend. Subscribe to History's Secret Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. Ten Longest Reigning Monarchs in History Number 10. Hirohito, Emperor of Japan Hirohito became crown prince at the age of 11, upon the death of his grandfather, Emperor Meiji. He spent his youth serving in the military, but returned home at 21 to act as regent for his mentally ill father. Emperor Taisho suffered from various neurological problems and was kept out of public view as much as possible. In 1926, he died of a heart attack at age 47, passing the throne to his 25-year-old son. Emperor Hirohito married Princess Nagako Kumi, and they had seven children. His reign saw the outbreak of World War II, Japan's alliance with Nazi Germany, and their surrender in 1945. The emperor's degree of involvement in wartime decisions remains controversial. He was not prosecuted for war crimes as many other Japanese government officials were. The Japanese Empire came to an end in 1947, but Hirohito remained emperor of the nation of Japan. By the end of his life, Japan had grown to become the world's second largest economy. Hirohito died in 1989 of intestinal cancer at age 87, after a reign of 62 years, 13 days. He passed the throne to his son, Akihito, who is the father of the current emperor of Japan, Nurohito. Number 9. Jaime I, King of Aragon He was the first child of King Pedro II. At the time, a Christian sect called the Cathars, whose beliefs differed from conventional Catholicism, had been labeled as heretics and were being persecuted. English nobleman and warrior Simon IV de Montfort took it as his personal crusade to exterminate the Cathars, and he rode to southern France to wipe them out. King Pedro tried to protect the Cathars and went to war against de Montfort. As part of peace negotiations, Pedro agreed to wed his two-year-old son Jaime to de Montfort's daughter, and, per tradition, he sent his son to be raised by his enemy in order to ensure peace. 
but the ceasefire only lasted two years, and Pedro and de Montfort once again went to war. Queen Maria died during the conflict, and King Pedro was killed in battle at the age of 35, leaving his five-year-old orphan son Jaime, the King of Aragon, and in his killer's possession. De Montfort was eager to use the young king to expand his own power. But the Aragonese appealed to the Pope, who demanded that de Montfort hand their king back to them. Safely home, the child sovereign was raised by the Spanish Templar knights, while his great-uncle Sancho ruled in his name. The kingdom fell to rebellion and chaos, which wasn't set right until the Templars brought the king to power at the age of nine. At 14, he married Eleanor of Castile, but the marriage was annulled and he wed twice more to Violante of Hungary and Teresa Gil de Vidalre. He fathered 13 children between his two wives. After his Templar upbringing, King Jaime was eager to get to war and expand his kingdom. He became known as Jaime el Conquistador, or the Conqueror. He piled on the titles Count of Barcelona, Lord of Montpellier, King of Majorca, and King of Valencia. He was also a great patron of the arts and literature. He died in 1276, age 68, after a reign of 62 years, 319 days, passing the throne to his son, Pedro III. Number 8. Victoria, Queen of the United Kingdom King George III's son and heir, George the Prince Regent, despised his wife and fathered only one legitimate daughter, Princess Charlotte. Everyone expected her to someday be queen and carry on the dynasty, but she died giving birth to a stillborn son at the age of 21. With the monarchy's future dashed, the king's middle-aged sons rushed to dump their mistresses and finally enter into legitimate marriages in the hopes of fathering a future monarch. The son who won the reproductive game was Edward, Duke of Kent. His daughter Victoria was born in 1819, and he died a year later at 52. Following the deaths of her grandfather, King George III, and her uncle, King George IV, her uncle William IV managed to stay alive just past Victoria's 18th birthday, so that she could rule on her own rather than under the thumb of her controlling mother. Victoria married her cousin, Albert of Saxe-Coburg and Gotha. They had nine children who went on to marry into royal families throughout Europe. Albert died of typhoid fever at age 42, and Victoria was heartbroken. She spent the rest of her life in mourning and allowed the government to do as they pleased. And their pleasure was to conquer much of the world, amassing the vast British Empire and making her Empress of India and Queen of various other colonies around the world. In 1897, the elderly queen celebrated her 60-year Diamond Jubilee with parades and celebrations and many of her 90 living descendants in attendance. She died on January 22, 1901, age 81, after a reign of 63 years, 216 days passing the throne to her eldest son, Edward VII, who was 59 and eager to finally have something to do. 
Number seven, Ferdinand III, King of Naples and Sicily. Ferdinand was the third son of King Charles of Naples and Sicily, who was in turn the third son of King Philippe V of Spain. The Kingdom of Naples and Sicily was at the time under the control of Spain and had been granted to Charles as a consolation prize. But when both of his brothers, Louis I and Ferdinand VI, took their turns as King of Spain and died childless, the Spanish crown unexpectedly ended up on his head. Treaties forbade Naples and Sicily from being joined with Spain, so Charles had to abdicate the Italian thrones. His eldest son, Philippe, was excluded from the succession because he was intellectually disabled, and his second son, Carlos, was now heir apparent to the Spanish throne. So Naples and Sicily was given to his third son, eight-year-old Fernando. He was content to allow his father's appointed counselors to do the ruling while he finished growing up. At 17, he married Archduchess Maria Carolina, daughter of Holy Roman Empress Maria Theresa. The couple had 17 children and a tumultuous relationship. Ferdinand had a poor education and little aptitude for governing, so Maria Carolina ran the kingdom. She was horrified by the beheading of her younger sister, Marie Antoinette, Queen of France, during the Revolution. So she turned her kingdom into a police state, hired food tasters, and moved her family daily to avoid assassination. She joined the Second Coalition against Revolutionary France, and as a result, the French army occupied Naples in 1799 and forced the royal family to escape to Sicily. British Admiral Nelson defeated the French and returned Naples to Ferdinand after six months. In 1805, Napoleon conquered Naples for a second time, forcing the royals to flee to Sicily once more. Maria Carolina traveled to Vienna to persuade her nephew, Emperor Francis I, to win the throne back for her, but she dropped dead while on the visit. After Napoleon's defeat in 1816, Ferdinand was once again restored to the throne of Naples after a nine-year absence. But as he never lost the throne of Sicily, that reign is the one that counts for this list. In 1816, he united Naples and Sicily into the kingdom of two Sicilies. Ferdinand lived to the age of 73, dying in 1825 after a reign of 65 years, 90 days. He passed the throne to his son, Francisco I. His eldest daughter, Maria Theresa, married her cousin, Holy Roman Emperor Francis II, and their grandson is next on our list. Number 6. Franz Joseph I, Emperor of Austria, King of Hungary, Bohemia, Dalmatia, and Croatia. As the son of the emperor's third son, Franz Joseph was not expected to get the throne. But in 1848, a wave of revolutions spread across Europe. The people wanted to topple the old system of monarchy and form new democratic governments. Revolutionaries in Austria demanded the abdication of kindly but mentally unfit Emperor Ferdinand I. As he had no children, his rightful heir was his brother, Franz Karl, but the revolutionaries preferred his 18-year-old nephew, Franz Joseph. 
He was a passive reactionary ruler and was greatly influenced by others, particularly his domineering mother, Sophia of Bavaria. He married Elizabeth in Bavaria, known as Sissy and renowned for her beauty and kindness, and they had four children. His empire lost the Austro-Prussian War, and Germany thus unified with Prussia at its heart, rather than under Franz Joseph. At his wife's insistence, Hungary, a subordinate part of the empire, was given greater autonomy, and the Austrian Empire became Austria-Hungary. Franz Joseph suffered a number of personal tragedies, including the execution of his brother, Emperor Maximilian I of Mexico, the suicide of his son, Crown Prince Rudolf, and the assassination of his wife, Empress Elizabeth. In 1908, he invaded Bosnia and Herzegovina, and when his nephew and heir, Franz Ferdinand, went to visit the war-torn region, he and his wife were shot and killed by an assassin. The resulting declarations of war among the network of European alliances became World War I. In 1916, two years into the conflict, Emperor Franz Joseph died of pneumonia at the age of 86, after a reign of 67 years, 355 days. He passed the throne to his nephew, Franz Ferdinand's younger brother, Charles I, who would be the last emperor of Austria. Number 5. Kainich Yanab Pakal I Aja of Palenque. He was the son of Queen Sak Kauk of the independent Mayan city-state of Palenque. She had inherited the throne in her own right, as her father had no sons. Per tradition, when her own son reached the age of maturity, 12, she handed the throne to him. Pakal expanded his territory westward and patronized some of the Mayan civilization's greatest works of art and architecture. Most famous is the Palace of Palenque. Pakal died in 683 at the age of 80, after 68 years, 33 days on the throne. His son, Kainichka Balam II, succeeded him. Pakal was interred in the largest of Palenque's steppe pyramids, known as the House of the Nine Sharpened Spears. His tomb was excavated by archaeologists in 1952. The Aja's skeleton was found wearing a jade mask and beaded necklaces, and surrounded by sculptures and illustrations depicting the ruler's transition to divinity and figures from Mayan mythology. The intricately carved sarcophagus lid has led some to see evidence of extraterrestrial influence on ancient Mayans. Though Pakal's reign is the oldest on our list by six centuries, there is little doubt of its validity, as the ancient Mayans are renowned for their time and record keeping. Number 4. Elizabeth II, Queen of the United Kingdom and Commonwealth Realms Elizabeth was not expected to be queen, but when her uncle, Edward VIII, abdicated amid scandal in order to marry American divorcee Wallace Simpson, Elizabeth's father became King George VI. He and his wife Elizabeth were extraordinarily popular and kept up the nation's morale during the long years of World War II. 
but the stress of the conflict and a lifetime of smoking caused George to develop lung cancer. Princess Elizabeth was in Kenya during a tour of the Commonwealth when her father died at 56, and she became queen at age 25. She was married to her second cousin, Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark, and they had four children together. Her early reign saw the continued breakup of the British Empire, as many former colonies declared independence. 54 joined the Commonwealth of Nations, and 15 of those are part of the Commonwealth realms, which still consider Queen Elizabeth their head of state. The Queen has lived through countless social and technological changes, and numerous well-publicized scandals within her family. In April 2022, Elizabeth will turn 96, and in June, her realms will celebrate her Platinum Jubilee, the 70th anniversary of her ascension, which actually occurs in February. She is the only monarch on our list who is still alive and has the opportunity to move up the ranks. I will share how much longer she has to live to take the top spots, after I reveal who claims them now. Number 3. Johann II, Prince of Liechtenstein He was the eldest son of Alois II, sovereign of the small principality of Liechtenstein. Alois married Countess Franziska Kinski of Weinitz und Titau when he was 35 and she 18. After 10 years of marriage and the birth of six daughters, they finally welcomed a son and heir, Johann, in 1840. Alois died at 62 and passed the throne to his 18-year-old son. Though he was old enough to rule on his own, he asked his mother to act as his regent while he completed his education. In 1862, Johann issued Liechtenstein's first constitution, which gave considerable rights to his people. The principality left the German Confederation in 1866. During World War I, they allied with Switzerland and remained neutral, losing their long-held alliance with Austria-Hungary. Johann was a lover of arts and sciences and added a great deal to the royal family's collections. He renovated and expanded the medieval Vadotz castle, which remains the home of the princes of Liechtenstein but he was a rather reclusive ruler. He rarely visited his domain and never married. He died in 1929 at the age of 88, after a reign of 70 years, 91 days. His throne went to his younger brother, Franz I. Number 2. Bumimbyo Aduyade, Rama IX, King of Thailand. He was the only monarch to be born in the United States. He was born in Massachusetts in 1927, while his father attended Harvard University. His father, Prince Mahido, died of kidney failure at age 37, and his mother moved the family to Switzerland. In 1935, his unpopular childless uncle, King Rama VII, abdicated in favor of Bumibo's nine-year-old brother, Ananda, who became King Rama VIII. At the age of 20, Rama VIII was shot and killed. Exactly how remains unclear. Initially, it was stated that the king had accidentally shot himself, but an investigation proved this to be impossible. 
two palace aides were convicted of regicide and executed. A third possibility, that Ba Hyun-bo accidentally shot his brother while they were playing with a pistol, was never officially considered. Ba Mimbo became King Rama IX at the age of 18. While studying in Paris, the young monarch met his future wife, Sirikit Kitiyakara, the daughter of the Thai ambassador to France. They had four children. Throughout his reign, King Rama maintained that the monarch should remain publicly impartial in political matters. During his many years on the throne, Thailand saw a number of political upheavals and coups. Rama remained highly revered by his people. He topped the Forbes list of richest monarchs in the world, with a fortune north of $30 billion. Rama IX died in 2016, at the age of 88, after a reign of 70 years, 126 days. He was succeeded by his son, the current king of Thailand, Vajira Longkon, Rama X. Before we reveal the longest reigns in history, let's look at a few honorable mentions. Byzantine emperors Constantine VIII and Basil II reigned for 66 and 65 years respectively. But the brothers spent most of their reigns as co-emperors, in conjunction with each other or other family members. Constantine reigned on his own for only three years, while Basil held the throne in his own right for 49 years. Impressive, but not quite long enough to be in the top 10. Ningwenyama, or King Sobusa II of Eswatani, reigned for a staggering 82 years, 254 days. He came to the throne in 1899, at the age of four months upon the death of his father, and he died in 1982, age 83. But for the first 69 years of his reign, his kingdom was not an independent state, but rather a protectorate of the British Empire known as Swaziland. The nation became independent in 1968, giving him a reign of a sovereign state of only 14 years. The longest royal reign in history belongs to Louis XIV, King of France. When the young prince was born in 1638, he was called the God-given, as his parents, Louis XIII and Anne of Austria, had been married for 23 years but had no living children. The queen had suffered four stillbirths, and the king preferred to spend his time with his male lovers rather than his wife. But a terrible storm prevented the king from going out one night, so he stayed home in the company of his wife, and Prince Louis arrived nine months later. Louis XIII died in 1643, age 41, from intestinal tuberculosis, leaving the throne to his four-year-old son, Louis XIV. His mother acted as his regent, and they were especially close. After the death of Chief Minister Cardinal Mazarin, Louis began ruling on his own at the age of 23. He fathered six children with his wife, Maria Theresa of Spain, and at least a dozen more by his many mistresses. 
He believed strongly in the divine right of kings and broke down the feudal system and the power of the aristocracy by compelling nobles to live at his lavish palace of Versailles and compete for his personal favor. The Sun King ruled with absolute power and made it clear that he was the only source of light in France. The larger-than-life king couldn't stand to be crossed. After wars with the Dutch, the Holy Roman Empire, and Spain, France emerged as the leading European power. When King Louis was 73, his eldest son, Louis Grand Dauphin, died of smallpox at 49. A year later, his son, Louis Duke of Burgundy, died of measles at 29. The king himself died of gangrene four days before his 77th birthday, after a reign of 72 years, 110 days. And the throne of the now far more preeminent France went to his five-year-old great-grandson, Louis XV. Queen Elizabeth of the UK is the only monarch on our list who still has the chance to move up the ranks. If she lives to May of 2022, she will surpass Johann II, Prince of Liechtenstein, to claim the third spot. In June, she will claim second place from King Rama IX of Thailand. And if Elizabeth makes it to May 27, 2024, she will overtake Louis XIV of France and become the longest reigning monarch in history. There is every possibility that the Queen will reach this milestone, which would come when she is 98 years, 1 month, and 6 days old. After all, her mother, Elizabeth Bowes Lyon, lived to the ripe old age of 101. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I'll be putting out new episodes each Tuesday, revisiting and revamping my most popular YouTube videos. Thank you for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.